Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits. Coming to you from the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. And I am actually here in the Recycle Garage. And my voice doesn't sound all burnt out like it did last week. Hey everyone, this is Liza. And, uh, oh, got so many stories to tell. Yeah, I can't wait. So many, and, and fortunately, all the people joining me in the room tonight have been been through it and know. Huh. So let's get to who is here. You know what? I'm going to flip it around. Let's start with everybody's favorite ginger. It's Bagel. It is I, the cat whisperer. <laughs> oh, nice. I like that. <laughs> if we hear yowling, should we be concerned? Um, no, there, there's, there may be a, uh, a stray that's, that's uh, found, found her way into my trap. You might hear a little pss, 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 pss. Because <laughs> he's the whisperer. Right. Of course, those are the I dulcet. I you whispered to me, Bagel. <laughs> that would be the dulcet tones of Naked Jim. Hey, what's happening? Peace, love, and Suzuki. Oh. That's what I got for you. Oh. Peace, love, oh. Suzuki. You know, I have a Suzuki. 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 And sitting on the couch, uh, fully prepared to bury his poop, it's Stumpy John. Man, you got to poop and you got to bury it when you poop. Apparently. Uh, so let's start with... Jim's going to bury his poop, too. Deep. Yep, deep. Let's, let's start with who got a new bike. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. <gasps> Naked Jim. I got a new bike. I did. Yeah, Finally. you did. What'd yeah. you get? I've been threatening for a while now, so I pulled the trigger and got the Suzuki. The yeah. Suzuki GSX-S 1000 GT Plus. Jixers. Plus. That's a lot of words and letters. Yeah, that's and a lot. Stuff. Um, dude, you there is a stick I, I know I'm a Jixa bro. Finally, there, it came with a sticker and some flip flops. There's a mathematical <laughs> equation on the gas tank sticker mm-hmm. that I did not understand. Science of all the things it's to like talk about, algebra. that's what you talk about. I, well, it, well I what is this formula? Well, it gives you the octane, so it needs premium gas or 90 plus. You know, so it gives you the the formula that they use to come up with octane. So I assume but if it's you're like in a plus b in parentheses well, times. R, I think it's yes. R plus M over two. Yes, Something like that's that. it. Yeah. You're yeah. right, Bagel. I'm like, I don't know no algebra. Just tell me what is, to pump. <laughs> that's because there are different rating systems in different parts of the world, like we've discussed before. There you go. And not everybody realizes which one is which. Hmm. You well, should pay attention, Liza. Congratulations on your new bike. Thank you. Yeah, it's very exciting. So what color is it? Uh, it's a kind it. of a dark metal flake blue. Ooh. Yeah, it's Ooh. a nice color. It came in blue or black, and I was just going to kind of get what was available because they're tough to come by. And found one up in Fremont at Fremont Honda, Suzuki, mm-hmm. Kawasaki. Mm-hmm. And cool dudes up there, you know, made it easy. Um, not as easy as they did at Gilroy, I'll say that. But they were great to deal with up in Fremont. So, yeah, it's a replacement for my daily commute bike kind of thing, the FC1. So you're going to sell that now? Yep. Yeah, I got to get a new. I got to. Uh, how, how much? How much? <clears throat> I'm gonna, I don't know. Around five grand. Hmm? What I paid for it. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a good deal for somebody. Yeah, 2012. I bought it with eleven thousand miles on it. It's got fifty three or fifty four mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Me and Emma are in the middle of doing the. We're replacing a bearing on the rotor. Oh, so you figured out what was making the noise? Yeah, so we, uh, if you didn't remember, the FC1, the rotor grenaded because the way mm-hmm. it's set up, it's like a can almost. It's kind of deep, and there were magnets glued to the inside that spun around you know, the coil. Well, those magnets have a thing where they become unglued, and then it mm-hmm. just grenades the whole thing. So all the mag- magnets blow apart, and, but luckily stick to, the, stick to the magnet. So we'd replaced that already. Remember, we broke down going to Monterey. Yeah. So we replaced that, but then where that the... 
rotor shaft kind of comes whatever attaches to the side case, there's a bearing right there. So that bearing got wanky. Hmm. She picked it out in like two seconds. You know, she listens to it. Oh, it's that bearing. So boom, like $10 bearing and a seal. So we're out the door. So I'm going to sell that for five, hopefully, which is what I paid for it. Um, but Well, you've kept it pretty clean looking. And oh, mechanically, it's, yeah, yeah I, would give, I would call it a nine only because of the mileage. And you didn't cut any plastics off of it. No, no. Rub, <laughs> rub some a bit, but no, it's, it's sort of, it's, it'll be a great bike for someone. You know, went through it at 45,000 miles and so it, it's good to go. But, um, but, you know, for a daily commute, um, you know, did have a bunch of miles and I didn't want to start, you know, having this and that start going wrong. But the bigger thing or one of the bigger things was just upgrading technology to ABS and traction mm-hmm. control. Oh, that's huge. I loved everything about the FC1. And if they made another one today that wasn't the MT10 or 01, whatever they call it, because that's a, it, I Triple. wrote, it's just, it's just, well, and it's, I think it's the inline four, but it's just an ugly bike. It's like a leader, leader bike, you know, street fighter thing. Anyway. Um, and interestingly enough, uh, ABS and traction control did not make our top 10 list of I technical innovations. I don't believe it. Uh, well, you no. know, this was a group <clears throat> chat, if you listen to uh, last week's podcast. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they are important, I think. Oh, dude. I mean, I, I like I said, I commute over 17 every day, and we all know what that road's like. And yep. <clears throat> at some point, you know, you're going to come around a turn at 40 or 50 miles an hour, and there's going to be stop traffic or whatever, knock on wood. Um, yeah, so the idea of ABS and traction control, yeah. it's kind of cool. And then just a new bike is kind of fun. And it's a Jixer. You know, it's its not the FC1 in <laughs> some ways. What, is the, what does the plus mean? Uh, so there's a plus and a non-plus. The plus is $650 more. Oh, just for the plus. <laughs> for the plus, yeah. Um, <laughs> but the plus sticker. comes with it is uh two side cases oh that's so great. it'll come with a with oh, a yeah. with a factory mount and then side cases oh that's worth it yeah it that's is right it, yeah. yeah and um cause it's built to be a sport tour right so the fc1 was more just like a have fun rip around bike where this is a little bit more sport touring mm-hmm. so can i point out that i think this GT. is very much like a man of your age getting a corvette like no this, that's an adventure bike <clears throat> no no this is no, my age it's a, like I want something that's going to be fast and fun, but mm-hmm. but not totally crazy like a you know like a Ferrari some. I no, I think it's I think it's appropriate. Yeah. That's yeah, why I fully yeah. support Corvette's it. a little boomery, so I, I don't accept that uh, analogy. Um, yeah, but no. It's a beast of a bike. I haven't. You I know, know. I have not got it up. Hey, into- Corvettes are beast of cars. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I like both of them. This just, is the this is the Corvette's heavy set Italian uncle over in in you know <laughs> who's a little tough and rough and well, someone, uh, someone doesn't like Corvettes. You know. um, I okay. They're all right. I know. I know a couple of people that just bought a pair. And <laughs> uh, anyway, whatever. I think I think it's cool. I fully support this stage in your life. Just get, have a little bit of fun because you're a responsible rider. So go ahead and get a leader bike, something that you can just kind of meow every now well, and then. Yeah. I, well, I've had one, you know, and, and yeah. commuting, like I rode that, that, that triple, whatever that, what was that? The, the Yamaha, the FJ. phases of uh, the, the Tracer. Tracer. Yes. Tracer 900. Mm-hmm. And that was cool and smooth and okay. And it was good. But I tell you what, when you get on an inline four liter bike, yes. it's a totally different beast. And, uh, and when you, like I said, you get up into, I haven't even really got up into the, into where the power is on this bike. Cause I'm still breaking it in. Um, and the mid range power on this is, is boss. I mean, on the FC, uh, you know, three, 4,000 RPM, it could be a little chunky and chuggy. This thing is you start to roll up through 4,000 RPM and it redlines at like 12, just shy of 12. 
um, it just starts growling and, and the power picks up. So I, I get it because the reason I love my KTMs, even though they can be, you know, pain in the ass, hot blondes, mm-hmm. they give me the feelies. Yeah. Having that power, that mm-hmm. performance gives me the feelies. I totally get it. I'm just curious. Bagel, what, what scooter gives you the feelies? Um, hmm. <laughs> well, I do, mean, do, I would do scooters say, give you the feelies like that? That yaha, uh, yeah, know? yeah, they can. I mean, my my GTS three hundred, um, especially when I had the uh, the engine modifications, it was it was a lot of fun to ride, and it just, you know, it it was the kind of bike that would make you want to do bad things. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, also, my my P two hundred with the uh Melosi 210 kit on it was uh was nice and peaky yeah. and I I, yeah. I really want to get that bike going in again soon. That might be my project this winter. That that makes sense. Well I think yeah. I, I think the only thing your bike needs, as I stated, was some nice a pinstriping <laughs> on the rim of a colored pinstriping for a little accent. Or some mm-hmm. LED Lights that fly. No, the I'm, I'm making right. an or actual a, or a, a fucking headlight modulator. Don't start. Uh, <laughs> Do not start. No, I'm going to slap additional lights on. It's got the little bug eye bug eye light front end that I'm not a huge fan of, but you know whatever. But I am going to put get some auxiliary lights and mount them to the fork legs, probably just for a little more visibility. Um, but you know the bike the bike rips. I rode it down to Big Sur for breakfast this morning. Um, you know, was able to pass cars. You know, no problem on Highway One. Fun in the twisties. Not as nimble as the FC was, um, but plenty nimble enough. Oh, um, hey, I saw our friend Aaron Sills did a post today. They're calling for people to come volunteer at Bonneville. Oh, really? Oh, really? To help out. What dates? Uh, it's in the next couple of weeks. <clears throat> oh, wow. That would be fun. Um, mm. I can look it up. That's something I, I would recommend. Um, oh, but first, I have to tell you guys a secret, so I'm going to pause the recording. Hold on. That was an awesome secret. No, no, Sorry, no, 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 you guys. No, 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 no. It's something really we can't broadcast. <laughs> but it was great. It, it is kind of makes it exciting. It and does. now knowing that, you kind of want to go see what's to going Bonneville. on. You right? have to go to, to Bonneville. Bonneville. We can tell you that. I don't know if it'll ever be revealed. Mm-mm, probably not. But um, but we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, how did it go last week? And. And by the way, thank you for running the garage last week. Oh, my my pleasure. No, it was it was pretty chill. I mean, a lot of a lot of our regulars are out of town, and uh, so but we had a few people stop by, and uh, Ellie did some work on her bike. She uh, is going to be selling it, I believe. Yeah, and, and trying looking for. I think she wants a versus six fifty. So Ooh, it was funny because there mm-hmm. was oh, a uh, there there was a fuse problem. So of course, me and my crappy mechanic yeah. skills, I went through the whole fuse box and didn't see anything, and then big or um. Knock showed up and he's like, let's look at the fuses. I'm like, fine, go look at him again. And he's found it. <laughs> so I must've just missed it, but then it just started right up. So she was happy or it was a, it was a light issue on the dash, but yeah, it was, it was pretty chill. I mean, it was by the end of the day, it was just knock and I hanging out. Oh yeah. He, he was just here in a little while. Ago. I know. Yeah. Um, I had a similar slow day today though. I did get to install bagel, a headlight modulator in the Africa twin. That was cool. successful. It's mm-hmm. just the hardest part is getting access all the plastics off and then re bat you know putting it all back together. There's uh-huh. a lot of screws, so I'm in the middle yep. of trying to get that back together. <clears throat> but it's yeah. successful; it works. And I even drilled a hole 
in the basically part of the front of the bike that has the turn signal attached to it, like the turn signal base. I drilled a hole so that the headlight sensor comes through that. So it all looks hmm, very nicely okay. installed. And I figure worst case scenario, if anyone ever wants to remove it in the future, the cheapest thing to replace is that turn signal. Like that little boot? Yeah. Little yeah. It's, well, the turn signal has a, a shroud attached to it that yeah. attaches to yeah, the, just the housing. The, yeah. The housing. Yeah. So yep. yeah, I just put it in there and it looks nice. Um, cool. Also had a couple. Yeah, I, that's yeah. how I installed mine. Yes. You installed yours. Oh, yep. okay. Yep. On my, uh, my, my my rat bike 300 and uh been been riding around with that uh testing it out um yeah it's been been interesting anecdotally what have you found anecdotally well uh i found that on um on two lane roads sometimes people will start going slower when you get behind them with the headlight modulator on <laughs> oh because they think you're a cop yeah i think so or just weirds them out <laughs> Yeah, or they just don't know what to think, and they're yeah. like, "I'm just going to do the speed limit because I don't want to get <laughs> <Yeah>. in trouble." <laughs> yeah, um, but it definitely uh, does get noticed. Um, it definitely does not work in all situations because if someone is not looking at all, you know, that there's nothing you can do about that, and that that mm-hmm. has happened. Um, but but I I would say that overall, um, it people do seem to notice it. Uh, in general, it, it ups the odds. Uh, whether whether they appreciate it or not is a different question, yeah. but they definitely notice it. <laughs> yeah, and the Africa Twin is interesting because this has two small LEDs left and right, and so it just makes the mm. high beam, which is uh, the left LED, just flicker. Mm. So, um, yep. You know, I, I'm I'm glad I got it. Ellie, who got uh, I gave her a unit she put on her bike, and she thanked me. Multiple times, oh, she cool. says it's a noticeable difference. Nice. So, and which which one did you get? So I got. Um, it turns out that my bike is LED, so I had to get the one from uh, Kissin Technology. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the first one I put on kept blowing the fuses, and so I called them, and <clears throat> they said it shouldn't do that. So they sent me another unit that looks like a redesigned, newer version. That's a little bit smaller oh, box, okay. and. Yeah, plug and play worked right away, very very cool. well. So I think we I just got a bad unit. Yeah, could be. Yeah, the one one I got was also from uh, Kissin, and it it apparently can be switched between LED and regular bulbs. Oh, it has yeah. a like a software setting on there. Yeah, I want to get into that more. And then yeah. we had um uh, Patrick came by today, who was on the Dolomites trip. Oh wow! So I got a oh, little cool. bit of stories from him. But overall, that it was a huge success. Everyone had a great time. Awesome. So Everybody's waiting. in one piece, I guess that means. Yeah. He said there weren't any like accidents or anything, not like oh, Stumpy good. John's trip. <laughs> 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 so um, he, yeah, so we're looking forward next week. He said he'll join Emma and hopefully Henry uh, to tell their tales cool. from the Dolomites. Tales from the Dolomites. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds but, like it um, involves cheese. <laughs> Uh, no, so I'm glad that that was successful. I saw a couple of pigs. They look like they were having a good time. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I have uh, tales from vintage motorcycle days. Uh, um, but. Oh, yeah. But. Wait, I thought that what happens at vintage motorcycle yeah, days stays at vintage motorcycle days. Tales that cannot days. be told. But <laughs> we do have a guest calling in shortly, so I'm going to start first with my new bike review. 
Oh, as you recall, oh, you I bought a Benelli. bike. Oh, that's right, the one twenty oh, thirty-five. Right. Benelli one thirty-five. How was it uh, from Phil, who put uh, the big black t- big block tires on it? <clears throat> well, first of all, John, I now see what you mean about having the wide big blocks. Yeah, going through like mud and and sand, yeah. sand or gravel. I felt like I was floating around right. rather than cutting <clears throat> in. Yep, mm-hmm. it just kind of floated around the top, which yeah. kind of was hard to get used to but it felt really good in like mud and and loose dirt like it felt good when you're probably duck paddling a lot through the mud and all that kind of crap anyway out there i'm sure yeah so um um first off thanks for to phil for getting this set up for me uh it fit me well first thing off the bat for a little 135 i didn't feel cramped felt comfortable they're actually pretty tall Hmm. um Let's see. E start. E start. It does have an E start. Nice. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, starts right up. Um, runs well. I only rode it around uh, vintage days. So gravel, mud, barrel racing. It, it got basically, as Phil says, uh, he weighed it. It was like uh, it gained about 40 pounds yeah. from start to finish. <laughs> yeah. And it's caked with mud. Yeah. So how, I mean, the, the barrel racing is a pretty good, you know, test of how it would perform. How mm-hmm. did it barrel race? I bet well, not bad. Haley and Moyne really put it to the test. Yeah. They're and, skinny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. And they were really um, um, ringing it out. But the SSR pit bikes oh. had so much more power. More proper knobbies. Oh, more power. Yeah. Those mm. are rippers. Tor- yeah, they really yeah. are. So hmm. the th- difference is the Benelli is like a, I think a five speed, like it goes pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I took Moyne into town. He followed me on the Benelli. Oh, and you go. And that's, I think that's like he a, got it up to like 60 something. Yeah. It's not a, a short tuck. ride either. Right. That was like 10, 15 minutes. <clears throat> yeah. Um, cool. So he, yeah, he like full tug. He was like full tug, <laughs> bringing it out. So it, 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 on a country road, it, it did the job. He took it on the racetrack. In big blocks. Um, Which racetrack? Oh, the actual the road, road track. racetrack? No, that's fine. They do the three laps huh. with it? When we did the parade lap. Oh, is that where that's he was? not a race. He was fighting for the lead? It's not a race, but I did win. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> it was Moyne in the top three? And Moyne was definitely. What were you riding? On the Benelli? <laughs> uh, I was riding two up on a GS 1250. Oh, well, you should have won then. Um, and by <clears throat> definition of win in a in a parade lap is whoever oh. is the closest, or whoever's did, in front but not past the marshal. Or marshall. did you win? No, no, no. I heard someone. Checkered flag. Checkered flag. <laughs> Photo finish. Okay, Checkered flag. I don't know. I, it I might be an asterisk. It might also have been because he wasn't aware that we were in a race. So as we came up <laughs> oh, the did you, flag, did, was it Schwanzi? Did, did you beat Schwanzi? <laughs> yeah. No, I was riding right behind him. Well, Ralph did beat Schwanzi. Yeah, so maybe Kevin uh, he's got something uh, there. But that was on the exit <laughs> lap, so it didn't count. Um, no, I I took it in the backwoods through river crossing and stuff. It it awesome. It has all the gears you need to do all the things and chug you up and around. Uh, basically it's a fun bike so what's i like mon- it so compared to like either a monkey bike or a grom it kind of fits in there somewhere huh yeah um i've seen some plated monkey bikes around kind of hauling hauling pretty good yeah lately. those are all the 125s it's all going to uh, be similar thing i think though um what phil has been discovering with the benelli's and the ssrs is that even though they're chinese built they mm-hmm. are made well and 
they weren't they weren't hurt at all so let me ask you this huh. it sounded like fun and cool bike outside of hey May vintage days where do you where would you buy that bike like maybe like around a city or around town or circus uh, I don't it's know. um i mean it's just a do stupid stuff bike right okay so yeah but my latest crazy idea mm. is to get a sidecar on it Oh, oh! like a dirt sidecar. Somebody make one uh, or you have to... Frown. All right. So here's the deal. Uh-oh. I found an outlet in Virginia that makes off-roading sidecar rigs for the Kawasaki and the Grom. Oh, nice. And I reached out to them and they don't have one yet for the Benelli. <clears throat> but they said if I get the bike to them, they would make the hardware for it. So the hmm. bike is like three something. Um, then the the... The sidecar rig is sixteen hundred. Oh, Plus, I'd have to ship the bike to Virginia and then back to Ohio. I was like adding well, it all up, and I'm like, I don't think I want to spend ten grand. Don't don't they <laughs> know if they, if they don't have it already set up that, that the first one's free when they set? That's I know. I know. I'm right. actually gonna look on Corbin's site right now to see if I can get a free seat for my new bike. Oh, but you should tell them that first call. one's free. Well, or I was thinking of calling, finding a Benelli dealer near them and like, how much, if I give you a hundred bucks, will you loan them a bike to make this, you know? Oh, that's smart. Um, anyway, but I'm thinking little bike with a sidecar would be a blast. Oh, yeah. Well, what's a typical yeah. sidecar if you just were to get something that was available for a different, like if you had to retro it? What, a, a normal sidecar is probably not cheap. No, and this one is not like a um, a sit-in ride sidecar. This one is like a utility platform. Oh, so it is like a race. It's like a hack. It's like, a, yeah, it's, okay. it's a hack. And then they have different accessories. So you can put your, oh, it's I made see. so you can take it into the woods and put your cooler and gear in it. Yeah. Or you uh. can get a seat and a grab bar accessory. So added I can get on. this at Harbor Freight for like $39 as a kit. No, so I'm there's kidding. different accessories. <laughs> you yeah. can. No, that's cool. It's very modifiable. It, it sounds but it's like. basically looks like a roof rack from yeah. a Jeep. Uh, fuck it. That sounds cool. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah but so that thing's can, like so 4,600 pounds. That's going to be a little nuts. Can they think it could, or or what? It's four hundred sixty pounds. That's pretty heavy, right? Because you said the Benelli was like three hundred. No, I don't remember how much it might be. Hundred. I don't remember. I say do it anyway. Do so it. well, but then that sent me on another tangent. I'm like, the other option would be KLR with a sidecar, and I actually own an extra KLR. <laughs> yeah, better than a Ural if you want to do a sidecar. <laughs> right, it's about the same horsepower, probably. Doesn't I like the reverse. Benelli idea way better than. I know. Uh, I mean, you guys have all been a vintage. Especially shows. the platform one. Because then you could like put a, you could mount a commode to it and I could wear a crown and have a, have like oh, a scepter <laughs> and I could ride the commode around AMA vintage days. Somebody left there one. There you go. In I the saw campsite. that picture. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure it's been done before. Oh, and I accidentally rode in a sidecar in the barrel races. In well, two or in? Yeah. No, in oh, it. in one. Okay, good. In it. That sounds terrifying. Uh, no, just I was, fell in. Well, no, I was watching the races and it was, you know, just crazy. It was like at dusk where it's just everyone comes out after dinner <clears throat> and something flew off of a guy who was in a sidecar <laughs> something right in, fr in front of me. I thought it was a phone fell out of his pocket and it was right in the turn next to the barrel and everyone's coming mm. around and they're missing it. And I'm like, oh, what is it? What is it? And I. I can't run. I was going to say, hopefully you knees. did not dash out. Nobody there. else was doing anything. It's like nobody <laughs> noticed. And I'm like, well, dude, if this is a phone, I got to grab it. So I, there was a break and I ran out there and I oh, God. reached down, grabbed it and ran into the center um, to where it was safe. And I, I held it up and it was a wallet. Ooh. Oh, mm. so I just stood in the center holding this wallet over my head. 
So, That's so nice. Somebody can see like, oh, what is that? <clears throat> and then the guy with the sidecar um, pulled over and it was the monkey sidecar. <clears throat> and this is not like a pretty oh. sidecar. This is like a homemade like rebar to hang on to kind of janky. I think Death it was trap. made like, yeah, from like a couple buckets and rebar. You know, it was like... <laughs> And a case of beer. Yeah. It was Ohio style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ohio style. <laughs> and uh, I think the dude's sitting on a two by four, you know. Yeah. And so I give it to him and he's like, thanks. And I'm looking and just all these bikes are going by and there's no break. I'm looking, spinning in a circle and I went, well, shoot, you're going to have to get me out of here now. <laughs> so I jumped Uh-oh. in the sidecar with the other monkey. <laughs> oh, God. And we took <laughs> off. <laughs> Double monkey. That's awesome. Double monkey. That's great though. Yeah, I had to had to go around a little bit until they could get to the outside and, and drop me off. So that was Lean that in, was, lean in. <laughs> well, and he was doing it wrong. I'm like, you know you're doing it wrong. He was leaning on the oh. outside oh. On, oh. on outside turns. So I'm like, oh. you're leaning the wrong way, dude. Which <laughs> Was fine, except that everyone was getting a good laugh at him because <laughs> he was going through the effort to lean out in the oh, turns. <laughs> it kind of oh makes the whole thing better in an odd way. <laughs> I know. Well, um, until our guest gets here, I guess I'll I'll keep regaling you with stories. Uh huh. Um, there, I heard some good ones. How was what? Was there any food highlights before we get into all the crazy stuff? Food highlights. I mean, like how we ate. Yeah, like food on a stick and a bowl and a tower. Ooh, you know I love food on a stick. Uh, Not a lot of seafood, I'm assuming. <laughs> no, but there were French fries in a bucket. Oh, there you go. Those oh, were pretty good. Seagulls like those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, so does everyone around you. You just hold it out and people descend. Um, All right. So no, but I, but uh-huh. that was one thing when when Haley and Moyne were saying like, so where are we getting food from? I'm like, well, Phil usually takes care of us. Hey, Phil, what do we got? Well, we're using the the raccoon the raccoon method. Pickles and cheese balls. Using the (laughs) raccoon method, which is, if you see somebody with food, (laughs) be real nice, and and just (laughs) get some. But I will say, I did see some pictures, and it looked like as awesome as it's been every year. You guys topped it again. It looked like it was pretty fun. So yeah, it was very successful. I want to first give a big uh, thanks to Phil and the Cleveland Moto guys who took care of us as usual. Never they, cease to amaze. Those guys are rad, huh? Yeah. They, they, they got their awesome. game down. So, um, that, that was great being with them. And, um, they're definitely the guys when you roll up to the playground and shit's going to go down. You're like, those guys are on my team. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a big thanks to all the listeners who came out and said, hi, we had a bunch of people coming hanging out with us. That was cool. And, um, Oh, especially to John. Uh, I showed you the picture. Not you, John. Mm -hmm. John Rugenstein. I hope I'm saying that right. This is the listener who responded when I said, hey, we need a bike for Moyne to ride in the motocross races. Oh, yeah. And John responded and said, yeah, I got an old um, CR250. I'll fix up. Great. But don't forget, the CR250 is a championship winning bike. It, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that's a legendary uh, uh, bike, so right on. So, um, well, he showed up on the day when we got there Thursday, and he went above and beyond. Did it start? Was it, a, was it oh, all? that's r- awesome. <laughs> so not only did it start and I'm, run great, yeah, he, he rebuilt it. I saw it earlier. Yeah, it's he pretty fucking rad. got it. He made decals, like professional decal. The bike looked for it. great, super clean. 
Um, nice. So I'll describe it. It has Moines. It's got a number plate with Moines number and name on it. It's got the Pakistani flag on the side. Oh, the gas tank. It looks on the gas dope. tank. That's awesome. Yeah. It's got a different agenda on the swing arm. It's got um, all of our logos on the rear tail section. It's all in green and white for Pakistan. It looks great. It looks nice. race ready. And this was not like him cutting and pasting. No, he designed this oh, and great. had it all printed out. From that's like awesome. a sticker set. So John, you rock. Moin. Yeah, that's cool. Moin loved that. And, and uh, John and Bagel will get this. One of the things when we go to Pakistan, uh, well, there's a bunch of things. One, you're overwhelmed with how nice people are and, mm. and how much people offer to help and yep. assist. And they're super generous. Also, when you go to Pakistan, you're not prepared for like how much fun you're going to have. And mm. you can't accurately describe to people what it's like. And I, I said, Moin, this is the same thing with Vintage Days. You can't, right. you cannot understand how much fun you're going to have you cannot properly describe to people and then you get people who are giving us food and fixing up bikes and and being so kind and nice and you're overwhelmed with that that community that you didn't really know you were a part of until you're there you know so a lot of parallels with pakistan and vintage days um so that was amazing let's see the Okay, come on. The burnout. Tell us well, about burnout. I was going to say. Let's get to the good stuff. For the event, they do have all these things planned and races everywhere and 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 um, bike. Uh, you can the new thing now with with um, the uh, what do you call the dealers that bring bikes for you to test rides is now they just give it to you and send you off on a oh, really? pre-designed route. Oh, just like follow the arrows. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So here you go, and then you follow the arrows, and they know it'll take however long. Huh. Um. So there's so much going on, but the things that aren't planned by the AMA, I mean, the the the, the event within the event is in the campgrounds. Oh, absolutely. And the barrel racing and the burnout pit and the Leuven crowd down uh, down at the burnout pit. They're always keeping with it the captain. Fun. The captain. Yeah. I gave him the evil Knievel suit. <laughs> he took it home with him. I'm like, you take it, man. Did I see them in the back of like a pickup truck filled with water or something like that? Yes. They made a redneck rodeo hot tub (laughs) filled with water driving around. Haley said, that is the most American thing I have ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. She was having a blast. I bet. Um, And I'm just going to say, I'm announcing it now. Um, we won the burnout contest this year. Oh, right. Who's we? By we, our group. In fact, it was Haley riding the bike. She beat MotoGP, nice. Moto right? Um, there were a lot of good contenders. Right. Um, a lot of good burnouts. But, you know, people don't bring the same flair that we do. Yeah. And here I thought, like, we needed to have someone on fire or naked. No, apparently <laughs> a hot chick in an evil Knievel outfit does it. She got the crowd going, but here's how I have declared. Here's how you determine who wins the burnout contest. Whoever makes it in the magazine, whoever's picture is in the magazine. (laughs) All I can tell you is Haley had a huge crowd. And then when she was done, a photographer appeared in front of her and snapped her picture. Yep. And I'm like, that was it. Who can make Rob Dingman make the funniest face during the burnout? (laughs) Oh, you know what? Um, The AMA guys are not supposed to be going over to the shenanigans in the campground, but, you know, they sneak over. Well, Haley said she was 
tripping around the barrel racing, just having a blast. And she, she like comes off the track and Rob Dingman leans out of the crowd and goes, you're awesome on that. Oh, that's <laughs> Pats her on the back and she's like, Hey, Rob. Rob's and then great. he disappeared. Yeah. He's great. He knows he didn't stick around. Rob's cool. Dude, yeah. Haley was right. had a blast. Haley Moyne. I mean, what a great group to, to have a great weekend with. So Moyne and, raced the hair scrambles or the motocross or both. how do he do? So Moyne raced the motocross. Okay. Oh, geez. Hair scrambles is really hard. And, oh, the trees and yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah, I know. Um, so he didn't lose. That's awesome. Did he finish? He did. Excellent. He saw cool. a checkered flag. Excellent. Right, good for him. So was that his good. first uh, sanctioned motocross race in the United States? It was. And he finished. Awesome. Congratulations. That's huge right there. Yeah. Yeah. Well so, done. so he was shitting bricks. Really? <laughs> I would be too. Jesus. He was. Isn't Penton from Ohio? Yeah, he, yeah. I mean, that's uh, what you're up I against. didn't see John. The Penton group was there, but I didn't see him. I'm, I'm just saying, you know. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it's like going to Pakistan and doing whatever Pakistan people do real well. Cricket, I don't know. Hold <laughs> on, they do do cricket really well, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, you're I'm right, not right trying on. to be weird. I'm just saying. So yeah, we won the burnout. Um, so um, Haley Moyne did great in the race. We had a whole group of people cheering him on. And he finished. Did you but, yell like Pakistan Zinzabar? No, no, no. But he was like, <laughs> oh. they, they all line up at the beginning, and they all how many take across off. was it about? They oh, like, so here's was it the like thing. seven or like I think, twenty? I think this was the biggest, most competitive um, oh. heat that he was in. These uh, two-stroke bikes, two fifties, yeah. Uh, it was one. It was pre two thousand and eight two strokes. Okay, yeah, um, but rippers. We're, this is the. Yeah. It was pretty competitive. Yeah, it's the fast. You know? um, so they all they drop the gate and they all take off except for Moy and he's like, uh, "Go ahead, go ahead, go yeah. ahead." I don't blame him. <laughs> I don't. Smart move. So he lets them go. He waits like a, a beat and then he takes off and like four of them crash in the first turn. Smart. And so he goes around him. And we're like, "Yeah, yeah. he passed." <laughs> hey, that's <laughs> all right. Um, Good for him. They all had to. You know, get their bikes on How was it? Had to the, take had off. One of them had a butt scoot off and get taken off in the oh. truck, which means Ooh. Moyne didn't lose. Yeah, we're pretty sure that dude broke his leg. Hope he's okay. As long as he finished. Ooh. Had it rained? Was it was it muddy yet or no? Yes, it had rained. Ah, and so this was, was freshly plowed field, so this was like thick, Nappy. grippy, yeah. dirt, mm. and mm. and thick mud. Um, I mean, I would think for. For a motocross race, great dirt. Yeah, if you're a really good rider, it's probably awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For us, we were terrified. But it also meant that it was getting deep ruts. Oh yeah, and, you know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there were like earthworms everywhere. It was, yeah, that takes a lot of courage to mix it up. I mean, right, it looks easy standing there like a lot of things, but when you're in there, dude, it's a whole another yeah. thing. Um, another person I want to give a shout out is to uh, the guys from Nokomoto, Moto uh, GP and Swiggy. So. Pete, last year, do you remember, John, he's saying the one thing he wanted was a Honda Gyro? Yeah, 100%. I remember. Yeah. So you remember uh, Honda Gyros? Yep. Well, Phil found him one. The oh, exact <laughs> thing that's that great. he wanted. And Phil had bought it oh, and gosh. brought it on the trailer. Oh, that's cool. And that's Pete had cool. bought it sight unseen. So this is 100%. This was a Japanese pizza delivery, like with the, the windshield and roof and a giant box on the back on yep. a 49 cc two-stroke three-wheel <laughs> scooter cool. that's the gyro up right yeah yeah of which did he, he took that thing everywhere did he, he barrel race it he 
It was in the barrel races. Oh, awesome. Um, it was. Did he go down the hill? It was on the track on the parade lap. All right. And one evening we sent him into town to go pick up a bunch of pizzas for us. <laughs> nice. And he did it, man. And poor thing. It doesn't go very fast. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. people are like on that road. Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure the Amish are going That's, faster in their buggies than he was. Uh, but man, and and you can you can flip it. We saw it. He flipped it. He didn't. One of his buddies did. Got oh, into no. a oh, no. deep rut in, in the road, and it fell over. Oh, no. oh, but um, I rode it around a bit. It is a weird thing if you're not familiar with the Honda Gyro. The front and rear wheels stay stationary, but the whole cab pivots side to side, so it leans. Did I describe that right, well, Bagel? No. No, the, the rear wheels stay planted on the ground. Uh, the, right. front the front wheel front and the cab moves, pivots. Yeah. It is a yeah. weird design. So, so it's not yeah. like a tricycle. It does lean no, a No. So you don't know. If, right. So if you lean, you can still go straight. And if you, but you can also <laughs> stay straight up and turn the handlebars and turn. So it's a combination yes. of a little bit of a leaning and a little bit of a turning and trying to figure out how to do that, which is weird. Right. And you can, and I think you control it all with the amount of counter steer you give it, right? Yeah. It's, mm. it's yeah. weird. So yeah, yeah, Pete was, he was funny and he tried to do the burnout on that. <laughs> they actually put two. Good luck. Yeah, it didn't yeah. work. They didn't work. It didn't work so good. It, I don't think it had the power. You need a kit for that. Did he barrel race it? Yes. Oh. Most definitely. There are some <laughs> videos of him barrel racing. Uh, That's awesome. That thing went all over the place. Um. Oh, another. He didn't do the hill climb on it though, did he? No. Yeah. But Haley did on That's my good. Benelli. She made it. In flip flops. Oh, oh nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she weighs like <laughs> 35 pounds, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Haley was like kid in a candy store, just took off going everywhere. I'm like, Haley, can you at least put on some closed toed shoes? <laughs> She's like in, you know, uh, like a tank top and short shorts and flip flops ripping everywhere. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, just some closed toed <laughs> shoes. Like, that's all I ask. I felt like responsible mom. Or not, yeah. Which <laughs> uh, I'm enjoying my freedom. Yeah. <laughs> so there was another great new addition that um, that Johnny uh, did um, from Cleveland Moto. Ooh, oh, you, you might want to join him in this next year. Not to rain on his parade. What is this? Uh, we Well, he was the bourbon fairy. Oh, yeah. I thought, That's yeah, Matt Fresh, he's always the bourbon fairy. Yeah. Yep, the bourbon fairy. He had light, up, wings, right? light up wings and a tutu. <laughs> he was like a Victoria's <laughs> Secret. And oh he my. had a garden pump sprayer covered in, in lights <laughs> full of uh, bourbon. <laughs> and he'd go up to people and spray it in their mouths. So he just like walked up and r- around the campground spraying awesome. bourbon in people's faces. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he just looked awesome, the bourbon fairy. But I'm like... Can you have a whiskey fairy or a what? tequila fairy? I'd be the tequila. Oh, fairy. <gasps> tequila fairy! Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that would be okay. Hey, sure. I mean, it, there, there's an opportunity here, right? Yeah, microdose mushrooms. Oh, <laughs> or carry around a gas mask and get people, you know, like a bong. Oh, oh yeah, hey. that, that might be that might be at the country fair. <laughs> <laughs> Another cool thing. Um, so we were most of the seminars. Um, I did the Chickistan seminar with uh, Lillian Moyne, did the Werwer seminar with Haley, and did the 
the podcast with um, Cleveland Moto Nokomoto, and then Haley did. No, uh, Haley did did hers twice, and then Moyne did his own on uh, when he rode his CBR from San Francisco to Pakistan. We had great turnouts. Cool. Oh, um, that's great. We had more people than Kevin Schwartz did, who was across the 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 midfield. Oh wow! <clears throat> yeah, with people in, listening intently to his stories, but we had more people show up to our thing, so that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one uh, very interesting moment where it was um, when Moyne was set to speak on Saturday. And I had asked all the, all of our listeners who we saw and, and like Phil and the gang, Hey, can you come down and support Moyne? Cause I didn't know how many people would show up to see a guy from Pakistan, right? Who didn't know him. It was five minutes before he was to speak and there was nobody in the uh, tent, but me and Haley. Uh, oh no. And I'm like, Ugh. so I'm like, Haley, go out and get people. Right. So she was the barker. She went out there. <clears throat> well, when you looked up on the race marquee, it said, seek shelter, evacuate the grandstands. Oh, gosh. Oh, there was a storm coming with like, like tornado, tornado warning or something. Oh, oh, shit. And lightning and everything. So they didn't want anyone in grandstands. So people were battening down the hatches. They oh. were hmm. dropping tents. Um, I called Phil. I'm like, where are you guys? And he's like, we are securing the site. Okay. So I'm which like, which if you've been there in a storm, which everyone has, so I'm it's like, crazy. Take, taking down no, all we didn't get a storm last year. It was oh, totally really? dry. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. No, but we had it, it rained at night sometimes. Yeah. But that was, um, so I'm like, Moin, let's just wait a little bit. Right. And I noticed there was some vintage BMWs outside the tent. Um, and some, Hey guys, you want to get your bikes out of the rain? Bring them in here. So they, I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, and have a seat. Moyne's about to speak. <laughs> That's, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you were more attentive than uh, Schwanzy. No I'm kidding. <laughs> I know. Um, and then it started to rain, and people started flooding into the tent. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's great. So I'm like, nice. go, Moin, <laughs> go. <laughs> so he starts talking about his trip, and um, people started showing up. Our you know, listeners, friends we'd made, uh, Phil and the gang showed up. Everyone was just trying to secure their shit. So um, everyone showed up, and that was great, and he's doing his his thing. And then all of a sudden, and, like, the wind hit the tent, shook the tent, and all the side flaps started just flying up in the air because they're not secured down. Oh, man. And it's like, oh, a bunch of us ran and gra- started grabbing flaps and <laughs> being human anchors and holding on. <laughs> and my one friend, Erin happened to be right. Like at a opening of the tent where she just got f- drenched. She's just holding on to the tent flap and getting drenched by the rain coming in a hole. Oh man. I know she was like a wet t-shirt contest. And uh, <laughs> so more, more and more people running to the outside as the, the tent is like shaking and just human anchors and it's gotten all dark and and I'm like, keep going, Moin. The keep show going. the show must go on. Keep going. Because he's standing there like, oh shit, what's going on? Well, he right? doesn't know, right? <laughs> and Tornado, so he's whatever. like, Oh, okay. So then next when I went to Romania and I met to this man and da 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 and we're like <laughs> holding on and it's like blowing us. <laughs> and I'm literally I'm looking at like where's all the electrical? Like, is this whole tent gonna go up in the air? And I'm telling people, get to the center. <laughs> Stay in the center. Oh, 
And Moyne just kept going, and it was all dark. You could barely see anything in there except for the TV screens he's presenting on. And um, then we had a really long Q&A because no one wanted to leave the tent. So it turned out to be successful. We called it the FEMA shelter. And uh, <laughs> it was it was a big success. And then it, it finally it tapered off, the rain tapered off, and it lasted two hours. So That's decent rain. Yeah. Um, but boy, that was uh, that was a moment where we were all together, like we're in this together. Do or die. Keep going, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was blown away wow. by that. Um I'm trying to think there's so much more like there's so many perfect moments there, you know? Um How how was the swap meet, by the way? Ooh, good question. Swap meet was big. I mean, I rode through it a few times, but I wasn't going to buy anything, so I wasn't yeah. really looking. Um, <clears throat> there were a lot of people with bikes for sale that didn't sell. I saw a lot of people remarking about that because hmm. everyone's raised their prices. Mm, you yeah. know, the $200 deal doesn't exist anymore. We've talked about it here. The $500 mm, right, deal right. doesn't exist. And and it didn't drop the prices on Sunday to get... People Get were starting to, but I think a lot of people, if they were looking for something very specific, then they they got it right away. Yeah. And, you know, there are the people there while the um, flea market is being set up that are already scoping out this stuff, the deals being made. Um, but, you know, a non-running um, CT70, they're going for like two grand. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, mm. prices are up, but um, but it, it, it yeah, it was big. It was good. Um, let's see, there was yeah, the sunset moment you were saying too. Oh, perfect moments. So both Haley and Moyne were just blown away by these perfect moments where, <clears throat> and it happened often. Perfect moment when you know John brought the bike and presented it to Moyne, and it was more than you could ever expect. Oh, and did I even mention when he he said so? What what time's your race on Saturday? And it's like, oh no, uh, Moyne's racing on Sunday. He's like, oh, we have to leave Saturday night. Well, I'll just leave it with you. I'll figure out how to get it. And he lives in another state. Yeah, like, wow. like I'll just leave it with you. That's uh, great. Oh, <laughs> okay. Like, just just a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's so the over, figure- ever, over at the burnout or the uh, the barrel racing? Oh, I haven't accurately described barrel racing to people. Barrel racing. A um, couple guys on dirt bikes going around. Like, there was a dude on a KTM who had it like nailed. He was getting that thing almost parallel to the ground in the corner. Um, and then you get a, a dad with a, his daughter on the gas tank going around slowly. Well, it's two, and then it's you two get barrels a Harley. in a field, right? Like you get a, 50 yards apart. Yeah, you just run around the barrels. You get a Harley, and then here comes a golf cart. Now you got two motorcycles racing. Have you ever seen a motorcycle? Mm-hmm. I've seen the, the like, jet ski a cycle. It's the jet, jet ski conversion. Body. It looks like a Honda Helix oh, in yeah, a jet yeah. ski yeah. with wheels. There were two of them. They were getting in a that's, race. That's nuts. Yeah. Um, you, you get mini bikes, pit bikes, uh, everything. Sidecars, everything just constantly going around in a circle, creating. It starts out in a grass field. Right. But doesn't take long before that's now just a dirt trench mud dry oval, dust yeah. oval i mean it's just dug in <clears throat> and there was a moment um 
I think on Friday night where we went over there and we're watching the scene and there's just like, you're like, Oh my God, it's a Harley and a motorcycle and a helix and three dirt bikes and a kid. Mm -hmm. And you're just glowing and watching and three laps go by and you're like, Oh shit. Now it's a two KLRs and an Africa twin. Like it's just constantly <laughs> and a, changing. And a blow up doll. And a blow up doll. It's constantly <laughs> changing. And you're like, Oh shit. <laughs> where did they go? And, uh, we're watching that and just enjoying it. And then it's, uh, it's sunset. And so it's get the sky's getting kind of orange and there's this, this dust that rises up from constant going around in circles and you get that orange sky that hits it. And you just see these headlights cool cutting through and it looks like, like a Photoshop poster. And you're like, Oh, that's cool. Uh, and then people. when you think it can't get better, <laughs> A flamethrower shoots a flame in the air. Oh, that's awesome. And you're like, oh. <laughs> so how were the unicorn girls? Were they there? Okay. The unicorn <laughs> girls. All right. For those who don't remember, the unicorn girls were there last year. These were four girls who were riding all on one motorcycle and beating the pants off of everybody and basically intimidating everyone. We call them the... Uh, the unicycle girls, because they were wearing unicycle or uni unicorn. unicorn, yeah, unicorn helmets. bicycle helmets. helmets. Yeah. They ranged. They ranged in age, I think, from twelve to like six. I'm yeah. guessing, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and they were intimidating because nobody could beat them, and so and they were good. They were good. Yeah. So I was telling Haley and Moy, and I'm like, ah. Oh, the unicorn girls are amazing. Has anyone seen them? So I was like, I think I saw one this morning. I'm like, no, you wouldn't see sighting. one. You wouldn't see one. There were sightings. There were people <laughs> no, reporting. They come heavy. They come no, like I think I saw like one Samoans. over over you in the swap meet. I'm like, no, I need a picture. I need yeah. a picture. I need proof. It became Bigfoot, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm. I don't know. Uh, I need proof. And then Haley and Moyne, they come back on one evening. They're like. We just saw, we just saw them. I'm like, wait, for real? She goes, yeah, there were three of them, not four. <laughs> I'm like, I want to see a picture. And they pull out their camera and they took a picture with them. Awesome. And nice. they were riding two at a time on a 50. Ah, Sounds about right. Well, they, right. They're getting bigger. And, and beating the pants off of everybody in the process. And beating the pants off of everyone. I think they were now like 13, 11, and nine or something like that. And, um, yeah, beating the pants. Actually, Moyne is like, I tried. He was riding my Benelli 135. And he's like, <laughs> I tried so hard. They have perfect form. And the one on the back has no foot pegs. She's just got her feet flailing on. in there and just he's hanging just on to her on. sister. But <laughs> they do this. And so they talk they to- They probably the, ride horses and do all the, that ranch well, stuff, Well, the too. oldest sister is getting into racing. So she is uh, racing. And the others just hang on for dear life and cackle. They are, too. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> yeah, they just don't <laughs> know right. it. Um, so the unicorn girls were there, but I didn't get to meet them. Oh, I have so oh, many questions. They're stars as a place. They are. Next year. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if they know. Um, also, <laughs> I did go out as a unicorn girl myself. Mm -hmm. It oh, really? wasn't. It wasn't pretty. Hopefully, that's not a completely different meaning that we well, don't want to know. In my mind, <laughs> oh, I'm like, yep. if I get some little short athletic shorts and my Vans la, 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 and a la, la. unicorn helmet, I'll look like them. You would. No, I saw mm. the picture. Yeah, it's not mm. pretty. The yeah. shorts were too short. 
the shirt was too tight and the helmet <laughs> you might, was too you might, small. You might get escorted off the grounds. I, I, oh my! Uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty ghastly. Um, and nobody it, got it. Me and Lily rode around like that. Nobody got it. You should do it. <laughs> <laughs> I took one for the team, man. <laughs> um, you know what? It's it's an amazing, amazing um, event that I'm just so glad it happens. This is a fundraiser for the AMA. Um, so you know, support your AMA. Go to go to AMA Vintage Days. My only thing is like. Be cool because there were people starting to get out of control. You said there was one, someone got run over. Uh, thing? so there was one life flight on the first night. Oh, where I don't think it was in the barrel racing, I think it was just in the campground. Somebody took a turn, um, in a golf cart and it flipped it, and oh, their passenger got ejected bad. into the Ooh. path of an oncoming motorcycle who ran over their uh, head. Oh, no. oh man, and so they got life flighted out. Oh, jeez. I mean, anything I'm saying to you is just from bits and pieces of witnesses sharing stories. But I heard later on that they had they were draining their head and were expected to be okay, and and part of their scalp was sewn back on. Well, good. Oh, jeez. I think. Wow, man, we can't break vintage motorcycle days. We gotta, we gotta keep it cool. Jim, you gotta go. I'm gonna bounce. Yep. All right. Thanks for joining us. All right. Cheers, everybody. Jim. Um. So I'm trying to think what else. you know what? It's just such a perfect moment. The one thing, though, you can't have something be this good and keep growing. Yeah. So well, this what year, what was the attendance this year? Was as much as last? Okay, year? so here's the deal: the the numbers are not released to the AMA. Right. The AMA is uh, basically. Uh, the AMA is not selling the tickets. I think it's mid Ohio racetrack right. and they don't tell the AMA, mm. but mm. I pried as many AMA people as I could who had best guesses. And what I got was between 40 and 60,000. So I'm saying 50,000. Now it never felt too crowded. There's still room. It's the lines weren't place. too long. Yeah. The porta potties were cleaned every day. Like, um, the overflow parking became all the camping, but people were finding squares of grass to camp in and just mm-hmm. people made it work. But there were, let's see, there was a fight one night I heard. Then uh-huh. there was, um, the other thing that was happening was ambulances were being called, but then they couldn't ever find whoever called them because it's also really hard to tell somebody where yeah. you are. And then- right. What was happening, like we were at the burnout um, pit one one time and the sheriffs came in and they're like, there's too many vehicles in the roadway down here and we can't get the rig through. So they were trying to get an ambulance through and there were so many people who showed mm. up to the burnout pit and just leave their bikes oh. in the road. Wow. So I heard that there were calls for ambulances that they couldn't get to people. Um, mm. and there was like, there was somebody I heard out on the main road who crashed and broke their wrist. And there was another person who I think broke a leg back in the woods. I mean, the normal stuff, mm-hmm. considering how many people are there, considering how seemingly lawless it is. Not so bad. Yeah. Um, but there's not, a, there's not a death toll like Lexter just at least. No, no death toll. Yeah. But the one thing that did um, disturb me on Friday night 
the sheriff's department came and shut down the barrel racing. Hmm. I think around midnight. What? Why did they do that? Just noise? Um. Well, I didn't know, but I heard they came in and were pretty forceful getting people out of there. Wow. Um, and um, what I also heard is that the crowd was booing them and shouting that they had their something about freedom and that they can't stop that make them stop. Yeah, that's never a good time. So I heard that that happened. And so the next night, uh, Saturday night, I was like, I was curious to see how this goes down. So we went over to the barrel races late, like 11 o'clock and it's still going. Right. Um, and even I'm like, eh, there were accidents happening because people didn't have lights on bikes. Cause there's a lot of dirt bikes. Right. Uh, my rule mm-hmm. personally is um, only take a bike with a light or have a flashlight. Even if you're walking, have a flashlight. So I brought extra flashlights for all my guests. Um, so there were people hitting each other who didn't have lights. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I went over the next day and they're doing the barrel racing. And I did see a, a, a bike, dirt bike with no uh, light take out a guy who had flagged everyone to start a race. And then after they passed, he was walking off, but didn't realize there was people in the back trying to catch up. And oh, so he, he got pegged, but everyone was okay. Um, but then a little while later, the sheriff's department showed up, shut it down. And I noticed that there was a track official there. Oh. And just mm. so you know, John, when you rub your beard on the microphone, it picks it up. Okay. <laughs> if you're wondering what that noise is. Um, so there was a track official, and so it wasn't AMA. And, and we said, hey, do you mind us asking why you're shutting it down? And he said, there's a lot of alcohol. And we just think it's time before something bad happens. I'm like, couldn't disagree with that. Yeah. I said, hey, A, thank you for letting us get away with so much. And B, also, thank you for actually monitoring and shutting it down when you think it's time. I can respect that. And so yeah. he was like, thank you. And uh, I said, and I heard last night that they weren't as accepting of this. And he was like, yeah. But that night, everyone disappeared. There was like one chick who like blew past the sheriff and did one more lap. <laughs> I know. Um, <clears throat> America, baby. But for the most part, no, everyone got along great. Um, I, I'm I'm torn about recommending this event to people. Can it keep getting bigger? Yeah, I don't think so. You think eventually the liability is going to kick in? Not yet. I'm surprised We're the track not- is still cool with it. I'm glad they are. Well, again, well, they, they're making a lot of money off of it. So. Yeah, they are. So <laughs> it's a big the, event. the person I talked to introduced yeah. himself as the new head of security of the track. E. So this is mm. his first year being in charge of security and safety on the track. So that's why he was exercising this and using the sheriffs to help. But I also talked to a, a policeman in town when we were getting sandwiches. And I said, just curious. Has there been a lot of action out in town disrupting things or people, you know, running lights or speeding? And he's like, no, not really. Mm. So unlike other, you know, you, other places where you hear about how they're, you get that many people there and they're right. being reckless. No, people are, seem to be respectful of this small little sleepy town. So um, overall, great, great event. Um, perfect moments. 
uh, again, thanks to all the listeners who came up and say said hi and hung out. You know, it's funny. We, we figured out that uh, Oscar from Cleveland Meadow was probably the only Mexican there. <laughs> Poor Oscar. <laughs> But there was another Pakistani man there. Oh, and he came up to Moin. He was like, Assalamu alaikum, brother. And Moin went, what the fuck are you doing here, man? <laughs> <laughs> and he turns to Moin and goes, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's a guy from Lahore who lives out here now and, came wow. and listens to us. Um, nice. So that was pretty cool to see that kind of crossover. Did Aaron from Stumpistan go? Aaron was there. Uh, I love Aaron. And there was cool. someone else from Stumpistan who I was supposed to keep a secret that was going to come who didn't come. So Joe? I can't was it Joe? tell you who it was, but he didn't show up. Yeah. But he was supposed to, and I was told not to let you know. Yeah, I know. He needed to stay and do his new job. <laughs> <laughs> we, his nickname was Puppy from the trip because he was the little young guy. No, uh, yeah, Aaron showed up, and yeah. he. I thought he knew all the guys from Cleveland Moto. He just uh, fit right in with everyone. Yeah. Um, we, we, we had a good, a good crew, good setup. Um, Phil summed it up and I, I said, Phil, this is probably the nicest thing he's ever said to me. He was explaining to, um, <clears throat> Haley Moyne. He's like, yeah, you know, um, we've, we, we got this thing figured out a long time ago. You know, we've got this thing dialed. We've got, we got this thing dialed in at a 10. He said, and then Liza showed up and made it an, <laughs> made it an 11. That's true. And then you two showed up. And now it's at twelve. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that was that was really cool. Um, so is yeah. Moin going to fly every year now to this or what? You know, <laughs> I think he wants to. I'm sure he does. Okay, but here's the deal. We all right. Well, one more thing we need to discuss. I I don't know if this is a curse, but we've jokingly said when people travel with me, they end up uh, with the shits passed out on the floor. Yeah, that happened to me twice already. <laughs> <laughs> well, God damn it, Moyne passed out on the floor and had the shits. Yep, that's you, Liza. Oh, no. Liza, you make it yeah. happen. <laughs> you make it. Ha- you you ride like, people hard is, and put us away wet. My fault, because <laughs> you we just can't keep up with you. You're like I, the Energizer Bunny when you hit those situations. You're just like, and you're just gone, and you never stop for four days. That is true. I yeah. barely slept. Your ADD kicks in, and you're like gone. Not like a bunny. I I pace myself, <laughs> but I'm. I think my body is used to eating shit, eating crap food, and 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 keep going every day. And everyone else tries to follow. No, um, on the last day we dropped Haley off at the airport, and then we had a few hours to kill, so we were hanging out with Phil. We went by the shop just to, to check in, and then we were like, I don't know, I'm gonna go out and do something. Next thing we know, Moyne is passed out on the floor between a zero and an Energica. And he's like, Did you go to Porco's? No. But he's like, really? I can't leave the bathroom. Oh. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, no. And then he was, he, he had a trip to the bathroom and then he was out. So Phil and I had to hang out in the oh, shop man. for three hours because <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, let's leave him here and go do something else. He's like, uh, we can't leave the Pakistani guy passed out on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I cannot say enough how much I appreciate um, Phil and the gang in Cleveland. Who, yeah, they really make it who special. Who make this special. Yep. Not just for us, yep. but to all everyone else who shows up, all the listeners who come and hang out and make it a family. Yep. It really is. So, yeah. Um, now, next year, I would like to start a new tradition. If you guys are coming, will you join me in this new tradition? 
Okay. Uh, likely. I would like to start the Friday night costume parade through the campground. Mm. That could be fun. Right? Yeah. Mm. Or we could do a naked parade through the campground. No, I've tried that. And it's, <laughs> it's kind of illegal <laughs> there. Yeah, it's not legal there, unfortunately. We can yeah. wear like pasties. Okay, let it go. <laughs> well, you can let you can go. try to push those uh, push that envelope if you want. You can wear pasties, um, <laughs> but I think that just adds to the fun environment, and you can even get kids and other people involved, and just do a costume parade through the campground. And I know, like listening to Phil and the guys talk about some of these scooter rallies they go to, where it becomes like a big deal, and everyone spends a lot of time working on their costumes and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is something that could evolve into something, you know. I mean, I did it anyway. I was just my own parade, dressed up like the, uh, like the unicorn girls. So that is my report. Um, our guest is not called in, so hmm. that's not Bummer. good. But you know what? That's okay because we are professionals yep. and have <laughs> backup topics to talk about. Um, oh. So yeah, we're going to save our guest for another another day. But um, John. You did get a new DRZ. New to me DRZ. New yeah. to you. <clears throat> yeah, so I picked a, a DRZ 400. It's an 05 from a friend. It was kind of, actually, it was a sight unseen thing also because I got a really good deal on it. But um, yeah, but like any getting any new bike, you got to go through it. So the one, um, you know, it's got the um, the K-Hine, K is that how you say that? K-N? 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 Yeah, the, the slide carb, the, um, the FCRMX. But the problem with that is, so it wasn't it wasn't running. So Emma and I pulled it off the bike a couple of weeks ago and got it running again. But the funky thing about those carbs is that the um, the air fuel mixture screw is on the bottom of it, and you just you can't get to it. So it's a super pain, and it, I need we need to adjust that. So I think I have the tool for that, like a right angle screwdriver. I have the right angle screwdriver that has a flat yep. bead on it, and you turn here, and that turns. Yeah, oh, actually, wow. I got one of those and it still didn't work. Mm. There wasn't enough space in there. So, all right, I also mm. have the little thumb screw. Right, I just ordered one of those. Yeah, um, but no, but there's mm-hmm. like literally like three quarters of an inch there. It's super tight. Mm-hmm. So even Emma was like, "You got to pull the carb." So I'm working on that, um, trying to get that. I just ordered the parts for that. There's a there's a separate uh, uh, adapt attachment you could do to uh, to adjust it on the fly. So I'm working on that, and then the. Um, if you're pulling it, do a rebuild on a DRZ that old. Some of the seals start to go bad. Just do a rebuild. Get all the new seals. It's worth it because I had to pull my DRZ apart because it started leaking. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Once you're there. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Uh, and then the uh, the rear the rear shock is just hosed. It's just absolutely hosed. So I need mm-hmm. to I need to go through that too. So, but you know, it's an old bike and. It's what I wanted, so I got lowering links for it. So once we get everything settled out, it has the supermoto wheels on it right now, so I don't really need the links. But once I go back to the uh, to the dirt tires, I'm going to need to put those in there. So it's you know it's a it's a new project. The fun, the great thing about it is it's got the desert tank on it. It's got the um it's got the exhaust the uh, FMF exhaust on it all the way through. So it's got all the farkles that I really want and I would want to do anyway. So that that's really great. It's just it's been sitting for two years and I just need to get it back back running. Since you're going to do the rear shock, are you going to get it dropped and lowered for you? I'm going to check the prices out. So I'm absolutely, I'm, I'm going to get it respring for my weight for sure. <gasps> that reminded me of something from vintage days. What's that? I'm sure Phil will be talking about it, but did you guys see his um, new asshole? Uh-uh. Oh, you don't, didn't hear about this? No. No. 
He was the first trip to the hospital. Bill was? What? Phil was. You ripped him a new asshole? I didn't rip him a new asshole. <laughs> he ripped himself a oh, new asshole. What happened? Oh, that's right. Well, on the first day, yeah. He pulled out. He's got this French trials bike. I forget what what mm. it's called. Um and he hasn't ridden it in a long time, hasn't started it, so he had to take the seat off and spray starter fluid and get it running. Right. So he did that, and then he just hopped on it without the seat and just was riding down the road just to chest out and see how it's doing. Not going fast or anything, just riding down the road. I was down at the burnout pit uh, talking to the guys down there, and Phil comes by, and there was somebody backing in a big trailer, and suddenly Phil just like whiskey throttled, Bam! Right into the trailer, oh, no. the rear quarter, and actually bent in part of the metal uh, into the oh. wheel. And I'm like, what the heck just happened, right? Huh. I thought it was like, what the heck? But so it turns out that his clutch was stuck. And even though he pulled in the cable, oh. it didn't, uh, it, was, it was stuck together, didn't yeah. disengage. Oh, so no. he's trying oh, to slow the bike down. So he downshifted. Which then caused it to lurch oh, forward. Oh man! And bang right in. So what happened was there are hinge pins on the frame that the seat slide into. Right. And one of them tore into his inner leg, just oh. a few inches from his Scrotum. asshole. Oh. And well, I could think tore of another part. All new hole. Tore a oh. hole. Poor How? Um. The. When I came back, I didn't know he was injured. It's better than tearing your scrotum. It was close. Yeah. It was very mm. close. When I came back to the campsite, somebody's like, yeah, Phil got hurt. I'm like, wait, what? I didn't know he got hurt because mm. it didn't look that bad. Um, and he was in our, our trailer. We called the Hil- the Hilton. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and the, he was basically, you know, with his pants off. And there were guys like pulling something out of between his legs. And Johnny Mac pulled out. A piece of flesh about the size of a dime. Oh, oh, that's gross. And yeah, so they were cleaning it out, and then um, every, people were bringing whatever supplies they could get. And it turns out, so they put some gauze on it, but then um, I pulled out some gorilla tape upon Phil's request, and we <laughs> gorilla taped it. Right. Oh no! <laughs> which was going to be painful to get it off, but it secured it Oof. enough so that he was able to wait until the next day before he went into the hospital to get, he got 12 stitches, some inside and some outside. Oh man. There were like layers of stitches, Mm. but they actually commented on what a good job the gorilla tape did of keeping it uh, clean. (laughs) Poor Phil, man. He, he really took, took one. Yeah. I hate to say it's like a man. Yeah. Like didn't make it anyone's issue. Didn't complain didn't like he was self-sufficient got himself to the hospital um wasn't a downer at all but we know he was in pain and Ouch. he yeah well, and i think as, he, as bad he, yeah, as bad as that was i know he's been through worse <laughs> well and the funny thing is he wanted to do the barrel racing but he couldn't <laughs> because you have to kind of lean the bike onto right. that part of the Could thigh. Side saddle. But no, he found right a moment there. where no one was on it. And he's like, I did a couple laps backwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So he was able to do Worked that. on the other side. Worked on the other side. Uh, yeah. So he, yeah, he tore him in at mm. some asshole. So yeah, wow. he's a trooper. Um, so your DRZ. Well, much love to your scrotum, Phil. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I'm just well gonna say, I saw things. <laughs> 
Um, Saw little Phil. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the DRZ. Yeah. This so. is going to be dirt bike. This is plated. It's plated. Yeah. So, are you going to nice. be making it's it for dirt? Just dirt. Yeah. This will be your dirt bike. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, you know, but I was I was hoping that we're going up to Mendocino for that trip in a couple of weeks. I was hoping to take that, but it's not ready yet. Yeah. So I'm out when I heard you have to bury your poop. Hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do. It's no, got, no. It's not that big a deal. Bring lime. <laughs> it's oh, only six inches deep. You just like, just got to no. have good aim and I'm you're out. good. I don't mind if there isn't. Bagel, would you poop in a hole with me? Uh, not together. No. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe in succession. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I need to have a, a, a flushing toilet within 15 minutes of where I'm sleeping. Well, Matt and I called it our poop palace, our spot oh, where we were pooping. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. So, um, I got a quick game for you guys. All right. Are you ready oh, for this? Let's do it. Because All right. Emma's not here. I'm calling mm-hmm. this game Crazy Brits. Mm. Oh, my. We've played this game before, but it's been a long time, and I'm thinking... I can get away with doing it again. Right. So I have in my hand um, the motorcycle encyclopedia. And in the back is a glossary that mm. converts British terms to American terms. Ah, yes. So I'm going to give you British terms and you have to guess the American terms. So a example would be bagel. What is a spanner? A wrench. Exactly. So let's see what you can get. Um, all right. What do you think the anti-knock rating is? It's, uh, that's, octane. Uh, yeah. That's it, right? It's the octane rating. Uh, let's go with, um, this one was interesting. Badge engineering. What does badge engineering mean? Is that slapping a badge on, like a different badge on the same vehicle for a different Different mark. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, wow. It's identical yep. bikes with different nameplates, such as BSA and Triumph brands. Uh-huh. Like the Hurricane, yep. right? Mm-hmm. I thought that was in- badge engineering. Uh, do you know what? Let's go. We'll go back more. John. Mm-hmm. Do you know what bang on means? It it's means it's uh, it's great. That's incorrect. Perfect. Really? It means exactly. That is bang yes. on. Oh, Perfect. Yep. All right. How about let's go with let's go down here. Um, oh, that's interesting. Um. Oh, okay. Uh, control box, bagel control box. Mm, is that the ECU? Think older. Um, switch. You want to go for the steel, John? Fuse box. Voltage regulator. Oh. Ah. Yeah. Oh, well, this one doesn't help. Core plug. Who's turn? It's Bagel's turn? Uh, No, this is your turn, John. Core plug. Core plug. Core plug. Uh, Probably the uh, oil drain. So here's the thing. Uh, Bagel, I'm I'm not going to let you steal because... I, I'm not even sure what the American term means. Mm. So, Bagel, if you can explain to me what the freeze-out or Welsh plug is. Is it a freeze plug? 
No, that's the American term. It says oh freeze out or well, else plug. Right. That's that's a plug in the cooling system. Right, so it doesn't that ice over. is is basically a sacrificial part that if if the if the coolant freezes, it will I think will push out the mm-hmm. the the plug yep. uh, rather than crack the engine block. I think it's funny that that's the American term is Welsh plug. I don't think so, guys. Never heard that. I don't think so. All right. um, I I do not. I have not. I'm not familiar with those on motorcycles. Uh, That may be a very archaic thing. Uh, I know cars used to have them back in way back in the day, but I've never seen them on motorcycles. Interesting. Yeah. All right. uh, Bagel. Yeah. Jubilee clip. Oh, yeah. Jubilee what? Jubilee clip. Who uh, is that? Perhaps the wrist pin clip on a uh, piston. John, you want to take the steel jubilee clip? Jeez, Emma just used this the other day. I think it's a uh, a cot- like a cotter pin. Nope, it is a worm drive hose clamp. It's oh, a hose clamp. That's right. Oh. That's right. We were doing actually on the DRZ. Huh. We were working on that. She called it that. That's right. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, okay, how about um, this one's easy. Let's see whose turn is it. John, is it your turn? Yeah. Dip switch. Dip switch. We should start calling each other that. I like that name. You dip switch. <laughs> you dip switch. It's got to be a dipstick. Bagel for the steel? No. That is the high low beam switch. That is correct. Really? You yeah. You dip your lights oh. when oncoming traffic appears. Uh... This is interesting. Okay, so, hmm, bagel, uh, cr- a bagel crash box. Uh, that is a, an unsynchronized transmission. That is correct. Dang bagel, he's mm-hmm. whooping your ass, John. He really is. <laughs> uh, let's do another one, John. Yes, double knocker. Uh, let me say, do their twin cylinder or a two-stroke twin cylinder. Bagel for the steel? Dual overhead cam. That is correct. John. <laughs> All right. Um, now I'm going to give a little bit of a, a hint in that I find it interesting that this next word is in the World of Motorcycles Encyclopedia. Uh, dustbin. Bagel, do you know what dustbin is? I do. It's your turn. Uh it is a trash can. Yeah. I don't know why that's in here. Maybe because it's something to be in the garage. It's a fairing. There's fair- a dustbin, dustbin fairing. But, but that's it's where not it gets a garbage can fairing. Not literally. But I think but it's something it that is in the from. garage. Put it in the dustbin. Yes, this is true too. That's what I think. Uh, all right. Let's yeah. do a couple more. Let's see. Uh, let's go over to this side. But I, right. I, on, on the dustbin fairing note, I think the uh, the – the 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 that name came from the fact that old trash cans used to have a domed top with a little push door in it that were reminiscent of those rounded fairings that are called dustbin fairings. So maybe that's where it came from. I'm not not sure, but that's I'm, my guess. I'm not sure. All right, whose turn is it? Is it John? My turn, yeah. John Nave Plate. You picked the hardest one for me. That's no, I fair. gave you the easier one. I'm trying to find, give the hard ones to Bagel. Nave plate. Nave plate. Is that the uh, kind of the registration plate where the VIN is? Bagel for the steel. Oh, 
Hmm. I've, I've heard this before, but I'm trying to remember exactly what it is. Um, is it the, uh, is it the steel plate and the clutch? No. Ah. It is, this one is weird, wheel cover or a hubcap? Boy. Oh, yeah. okay. See, we can only play this game when Emma's not here because she'd just be calling us idiots and shouting <laughs> she our would. answers. All right, so uh, learn to speak proper English. <laughs> bagel. <laughs> yes. Oh no, O N O, all capitals. Oh no. I know it's a very tasty fish in Hawaii, but I don't think that's what this is. Um. All capital letters means <coughs> it's an abbreviation. Then I'm assuming. Um, I've, I've got nothing. All right, so John, I'll give you a clue for the steel. All right, um, this is used in classified ads. Oh no! So you may list your motorcycle and then oh no. It's probably have something to do with uh negotiation like like no uh like our best offer exactly or near offer or nearest offer. it's the same as oboe okay. for us all right yep. cool. <clears throat> all right let's see john yes okay um <clears throat> how about pocketing pocketing yeah is there a context here uh, Motorcycles? Yeah, I know that. Yeah. It's something that happens in the <laughs> engine. Pocketing. Mm. Probably the valve's closing. You're very close. <sighs> Pocketing is excessive valve seat wear. Oh. oh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, oh, ba- this is interesting. Ba- uh, bagel? Yeah. Quietening. <laughs> I'm, I'm pronouncing this right. Quietening ramps. Quietening ramps? Yes. Q-U-I-E-T-E-N-I-N-G. Quieting, quietening ramps. Um, wow. A uh, muffler? Did you try, John? You want to go for the steel? <laughs> Uh, baffle inside a muffler. Low acceleration cam profile for quiet engine operation. There's no way I would have got that. I know. I know. There's no wow. Way. Oh, here's a good one. So, John. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why this is here. I'll tell you what. Scuttle. Scuttlebutt. Scuttle. <laughs> S-C-U-T-T-L-E. <laughs> Uh, is that, uh, let's say, old lubrication that is being recycled or thrown away? Oh, good guess. Can I put a, you want to take a uh, shot? I had to lay her down. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? A cowl. Uh. A scuttle. Okay. I know. I, I love these. Oh, this is, all right, we're going to end with my, my favorite. Um, okay, John. It's bagels up, I think. I know, but I'm giving this one to you because okay. he's winning. <laughs> for all the for all the money. Yes. Trafficators. Turn signals? 
Coming from behind, John with the wind. Yes. It is turn signals. But Bagel can say that in six languages, so he can get me beat. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Isn't it funny how many different things there are in here? <gasps> what is this? Squib? 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 Is an auto seat back. What does that even mean? An auto what? Seat back. Like a backrest, maybe? Uh. Oh, maybe. I don't know. All I know is these are know. some crazy Brits. All right. Let's, um, hmm. should we get to some emails and close this thing out? Sure. All right. I sure. need to, okay. This one is really long. So, John, you're going to, to pre-read that okay. and edit. And Bagel, I'm going to send you one. Um, here, you want a pen, John? Um, I'm going to send you one. Which one do I want to send you? I'm going to send you this one because I'm pretty sure that there may be an accent required. Let's hmm. see. Um, well, there's, there's a giveaway in this, in the, in the word in here that I'm pretty sure is, is going to be, uh, needing an accent. Let's see. Where is it? Um, Oh, poopies. Hold on. All right, Bagel, you talk while I look. All right. So, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm still stuck on the squib. I'm wondering where that even <laughs> comes from. <laughs> I know, right? So I, I know someone whose last name is Squib, but I have no idea <laughs> how that how that became an an what was the what was the term an auto uh, auto seat back? Yeah, auto seat back. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't I have know. No idea. All right. Um, all right, Bagel, I'll send that to you, but I am gonna start uh with one. Um, and this is from our friend Mike D. And Mike has a question. He says, What happened to the hard copy? Got you interested? Doesn't make sense, right? It will in a second. It says, Hola, misfits, Mike D from SoCal here. I've heard and witnessed how the motorcycle market boomed during the COVID lockdown and inventory was thinned out due to the high demand for motorbikes in the US. I'm assuming this led to more riders and therefore more interest in all things moto in general. However, what happened to the moto print market? I'm hard pressed to find a moto magazine in a newsstand these days. Thankfully, the AMA continues to print its American motorcyclists. Yes, they do. But much of the others are nowhere to be found except in digital form. I enjoy flipping through pages and reading a moto magazine, but I just can't find any. Do any of you misfits know of any hard copy moto mags still out there that I can subscribe to? Any thoughts? I think, uh, doesn't MCN from Britain, uh, there's a couple in, in Europe or in yeah. Britain. I MCN. think MCN still does. So let's get to what happened. Um, well, this is easy. What happened to the, um, the Progressive Motorcycle Show or whatever they're calling it now, the, the International Motorcycle Show? IMS, yeah. Same thing. <clears throat> what supports magazines and an international motorcycle show? Is it the subscriptions and the ticket sales? No, it's the, uh, it's the, the booths at the thing or the advertising, it's the vendors and the advertisers. Right. It's the industry. So the, why did the industry stop supporting both of those things? Right. Um, that, that is a good question. Um, you do get a lot of people who, um, I mean, biz the, the entire industry changed, the business changed. You get, uh, you know, people aren't buying their, their helmets or their, their, 
tires from their local shops that they used to support. Now they're going online. So there's actually less vendors now, right? Um, right. Now these vendors are getting all the business. Everyone knows who they are. Do they really need to advertise to compete and get the business? Not like they used to. There was not, not enough competition. Yeah. They don't. So yeah. why should they be paying for a full page ad in a magazine? <clears throat> I mean, I mean, you, well, you talk about do so each of the individual, um, like let's just say helmet companies, right? Mm-hmm. You got a bunch of helmet companies. Um, why, why aren't they uh, supporting? Why aren't they advertising? Because all they need to do is put their stuff at Cycle Gear or at Revzilla, and they're done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, the industry's changed. And, it has. You remember when? Um, well, but they still are competing. Which brand are you going to buy when you go in there? Yeah. Go ahead, Bagel. And also, if there there is also a reason for for stores or 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 uh, companies to advertise even when there is isn't competition because that that can you know jog someone's memory. Oh, I need to order parts for this bike, or oh, I need to get a tire for that, or oh, I need to get a new helmet. You know, just jogging people's memory that oh yeah, I need to do that. Let me do that now because I just got reminded by this ad. All right. But now let's go back and remember the last time you were flipping through a magazine. And um, the ads weren't uh, like Cycle Gear. If you went to the back, you had a bunch of small ads. Right. You had, you know, Joe's BMW Specialist. And you had Throttle Lock. And you had all these small companies. They're not needing to advertise in there anymore either Mm. because it's going online. It's online ads. They're advertising right. online. They're advertising with podcasts. Yeah. They're advertising with Facebook. They're right. They're not putting them in print. Here's the thing too. Um, and, and this is a big thing that's happened just with podcasts, right? People are advertising with magazines and with terrestrial radio shows who say we have, you know, um, we, we hit, you know, 2 million homes on our radio show, or we have a subscriber base of 250,000. Mm-hmm. And then you get a podcast that says, well, I got 2,000 subscribers. Which one are you going to put your money in, right? Yeah. Except here's the thing. How many of those 2 million potential listeners are listening to that radio show at that moment? How many of those 25 or, or you know, how many, however many... Um, subscribers to that magazine will actually read that page and read that ad. You don't know. You You don't don't know know. how many of the people who listen to the podcast will hear that ad. Mm -hmm. You have an exact count. I can tell you exactly how many. Yep. That's your better investment, but everything is changing and people still think they're, they're still advertising on bigger, bigger places, but it's all moving. Right. Yeah. And, and also the, the publishing industry has has changed dramatically in the last yeah. like fifteen years. The where cost to print and mail. The cost to print and mail have gone up dramatically. Um, you know that that's been one thing, especially that has just caused countless magazines of mm-hmm. all across the board, all different you know genres to go under because they just can't make ends meet anymore because the cost of production has gone up so much that the subscriptions that people are willing to pay for that magazine just don't cut it anymore. Um, 
you know, this happened to to pretty much almost every scooter magazine that was out there. Um, you know, there are a couple more, a couple that are, that's are still around. Um, you know, the Vespa Club of America, I think, still puts out a, a magazine, <clears throat> but it's really, really tough. <clears throat> so, knowing uh, um, that that that's that expensive, how much does it cost to put out a digital copy on the internet? Oh, infinitely cheaper than a, than a hard copy. There's your answer right there. <clears throat> well, there's some right, interesting. You, I'm interested. In, well, there, go ahead. I was going to say, and, and you have the same production cost to put everything together between the you know the the layouts and images and the the text and editing and everything like that. The, those production costs are all the same for whether it's digital or print, basically, um, and probably even a little bit less because you don't have to do the the print layout portion of it. Right. You know, so it's there, there's a leg up there as well. Well, there's a couple interesting things. So I, I really liked when Cycle World went to their quarterly format with the bigger, yeah. but that didn't make it either, which I was really surprised because I, I really enjoyed yeah. that. But now we got like, we've got, um, well, it's easier to connect with motorcycle people now than it, than it was when I was coming up. So we have forums, we've got online stuff. I mean, it's just so much easier to sort of stay on top of things. So it makes, makes the short form articles that were in a lot of the magazines irrelevant. But the third thing is, is, you know, you've got like Revzilla, which is creating a, their own ecosystem, basically. So they've got the magazine, they've got the website, they've got videos they do, they've got the sales, everything they, is in one they spot. they are also Cycle Gear. Yeah, which is Cycle Gear. And then you got, I mean, either other people like Rocky Mountain ATV does the same thing, but more on the dirt side. So it seems like there's, yeah, I know they're driving it for commerce, obviously, but they're also driving content now. I mean, Revzilla has that what common common ground or com- they've got their mm-hmm. they've Com- got common tread common tread website that's great, you know. But Emma and I were featured in it. You were. Yeah. It's not a surprise. Nice. Um, when you compare the cost, oh yeah, to distribute digitally um, versus uh, you know, imprint, it's just that everything's changing. But it's I not just. It, but hold on, it's not just motorcycles. Oh, it's everything. It's everything. I miss it though. I miss getting that cycle world every month and kind of going through it. I I love going through the old ones we got in the garage. Yeah, you know, it's just something about that visceral engagement. But it's a different world now. Times they are changing. Yep, those kids so don't know. That that's what happened. Times changed. Um, but hey, if you want to create your own, go for it. Um, there are still some out there, and even some of the digital ones still pay. Uh, people a little bit of money not a lot i know like some some people write an article might make a hundred bucks but you know that's something yeah. i know like adv writer uh-huh. magazine there's a bunch out there well all the they're, they're trying to do it too there's still creative people who like to um to to write who are sharing their stories i miss city bike i used to really enjoy that which was yeah. a local yeah. thing here yeah but that didn't survive either nope all right yeah. Bagel, do you have an email? I do. And I'm guessing that this is San Luis Obispo. Well, but there's a <laughs> bike that is made reference to that is not an American bike. Hmm. Because I'm not familiar with this bike. Should I be ready, reading this in the accent of the bike? Well, that's what I'm saying, because <laughs> um, we know it as the CBR. Okay. But in the UK, it's known as the Fireblade. Oh, interesting. Yeah, right. yep. Okay. Well, then I've got an email from a, <laughs> an owner of a UK bike named Mike Olsen. There you go. 
And Mike writes, hey there, Miss Fitz. I have a question probably for Miss Emma, but she's not here right now, so Bagel's going to have to answer it. I have four motorcycles. I added a fire blade to the stable about a year ago, adding to my two Harleys and a Grom. I don't know if it's in my head after riding the fire blade, but my Harleys seem to not stop too well now. I've rebuilt the caliper on one and bled brakes going through about two bottles of new brake fluid, and it just doesn't seem to stop all that well. I have a feeling it's just in my head because I've gotten used to the fire blades brakes. However, I'm thinking of replacing the rubber brake line with, with, with a steel braided brake line on one of the Harleys. The bike I want to test this on to see if it makes a difference is a 2009. Could an old rubber brake line cause the brakes to not work as well as they should? Thanks, Misfits. Motor Mike 805. Hey, Mike. Um, I think any of us can probably answer this. And mm -hmm. weight has a lot to do with it. That's one of the big factors. Also, um, how many pots are on the brake? The stopping power? T typically the like CBR sport bikes are going to have, I think four pots on the front. Maybe it might be two, two, two and two. Um, but it definitely has, you know, um, it, they have better brakes, but the bottom line is weight. If you had to guess bagel, cause I'm not good mm -hmm. at this stuff. How much does a CBR weigh compared to a Harley? Um, you think Harley might Harley? be What's double? Harley? What's Harley? Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's double, but... What if you even if it's like a diner or something? Double for a fat boy, not for a sportster, probably. And uh, like your average Harley is probably, what, about 800? Not a sportster. They're probably... Oh, it's a sportster? Oh, no, we don't no, know. The sportster is probably about, what? Five, about five. 550? Yeah. So like I that. think one of the big differences, American iron and Japanese aluminum. Yeah, that's right. Right? Yeah. Uh, so weight is a huge thing. Harleys are not known for their great stopping power because you have the weight, and the weight makes a big difference, mm -hmm. huge difference. So um, you can upgrade brakes, and doing things like um, putting the braided lines on might make a difference. But you know what makes a bigger difference that you may not realize? It's flushing out the fluid, mm -hmm. brake fluid. That's a thing. Well, but he... He he did say he did that though. He okay, said he well, went through like two for, two bottles of new brake fluid. Yeah, for, for people listening, that we've said this before that the brake fluid is hygroscopic and it it loses its efficiency slowly over time, so you don't notice it. So the first upgrade you do mm -hmm. is put new fluid in. Um, Could go braided, yeah. braided lines might help too. Braided lines because some of the force that's going to the brake expands the brake line, um, but. It still isn't going to be great. Um, not knowing what your model is, does the Harley have ABS? Does the Fireblade have ABS? We don't know. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, the bike I want to test on is a 2009. Well, is it 2009? 2009 Harley. So we're not sure what it has. Um, yeah, I'm But not sure. we also know that a lot of people do uh, upgrades to Harleys. They do... Um, um, Performance upgrades to the engine, they do brake upgrades, they do suspension upgrades. Brake is probably one of the last things people do. Right. Now, one question is, does it have a, a, a dual caliper? Or do both bikes have dual caliper? Or is it the Fireblade definitely caliper? has um, two in the front, one in the rear. 
Harley, right. who knows? Harley, I don't know. It depends. Right, because the Harley only has a single caliper. You not know, all that's going to well, affect not all the the, well, the braking. Here, here's another thing to take into account: soft suspension. Yeah, I was how say much that. of your braking is going sure. into just lowering the bike, right? Yeah, or actually raising raising the bike. But yeah, lowering the front, raising the back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Changing the the. Yeah. The suspension, the, the angle, geometry yeah. yep. changes. A lot of it goes into adjusting the suspension. Um, whereas on a bike like a Fireblade, that's usually a much stiffer suspension that will react faster because it, it's not going to move as much. Um, there's so many factors, tires. We haven't even gotten into mm-hmm. tires on this. Um, sure, change out. I, I think it's always a good upgrade to put stainless steel that's what I would start with. Always a good idea. Fresh, Do I think it's going to yeah. make a difference? No. Here's what I think. Don't expect a Harley Davidson to right. be a performance machine. Yep. That's yeah. It, that's yeah, where you're I mean, going wrong. Steel, yeah, the, the steel brake lines will probably give it a little bit more crispness, a little bit more responsiveness, but but it's not going to change the overall performance that much. Yeah. Um, how much flex is going on in the front end? You know, there's. Yeah. As you're braking, there's a lot of things moving, and, and that pressure. Also, if, if also if, if the four coil is old, uh, won't that affect it as yeah, well? Absolutely, because because if it's you know if it's diving too much, Put progressive you know, that's going to affect the braking. Yeah, so stiffer suspension. Um, well, he might have to look into like, but that's some of the racing Harley. The bottom line is, you can't do a lot about that weight. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah. You just don't expect it to be. Well, you can't compare those two bikes. You need to compare you two identical it. bikes or similar bikes. I didn't teach your Mike swap out, swap out a Jixer uh, front end on his. Yeah. I mean, that's the one way yeah. to go. Yeah. So, so there's that option too. Yeah. <laughs> I just personally think that, you know, a Harley is meant to be a cruiser for cruising, not right. for, for speeding. Um, you can definitely mm-hmm. do upgrades. And then there are a lot of people who do put bigger brake calipers on that will make a difference. Mm-hmm. But then you're going to be faced with yeah. finding the friction point in your tires with right. all that weight. Right. And, and also you need to make sure that your master cylinder is matched to those bigger calipers too, because if you have too yeah. small of a master cylinder with bigger calipers, it's not going to work so well. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot there. Um, I'm just trying to think, well, you know, with yeah. all the Moto America stuff with the um, with the bagger competition, there might be some new technologies coming down for Harley riders. I would imagine, yeah. Yeah, I just, I guess for me, I've never expected my cruisers to break well. Right. Um, and especially never compared them to a Fireblade. You need to get somebody on a similar bike and do one of those tests where you set up some traffic cones mm-hmm. and get up to like 50 miles an hour and then see how long it takes to stop and find out if your bike is underperforming or not well, you rode that indian did it have good braking uh well again uh i didn't uh, i don't know i mean i don't expect right a lot i don't expect it to perform like a sport bike sport bikes you can i mean here's the thing too on a sport bike you're using 80 percent front 20 mm-hmm. percent rear and on a big cruiser i'm flipping that around well not, and i'm more like 50 50 right 50 50 60 40 but still it's a different braking technique yeah. because of the weight and you need to use both brakes 
Yeah. So let us know, do you have ABS on there? Because that kind of takes care of a lot. If you don't have ABS, uh, I got nothing for you. It ain't, it ain't made to stop. <laughs> That's why I'm always saying like when people are like, yeah, put the Screaming Eagle kit in and cam lifters and the titanium push rods. I'm like, yeah, what about uh, braking? Have you done anything? You made it go faster. I, Can you stop? I want my butt to go, not to stop. I know. I know. All right, John, have you, All right. can you paraphrase yeah. that? Yeah, I got a really, really wonderful email from, uh, this from, Chris? from Chris in hey, Chris. Philadelphia, I believe. Yeah. Um, hey. But uh, I'm going to have to edit it down, Chris. So. Uh, Philadelphia accent. Don't they say water ice? Water ice? Water. I'm not even water. I get in trouble. Water. <laughs> so he's talking about his mistakes. Oh, oh, one thing. So he's been riding in the Hoka Hay motorcycle challenge. Yes. So are you guys following this? No. It's a big long distance riding. Thing. Yeah, it's a ten thousand mile ride yeah. on all back roads using turn by turn directions. Yeah. No, no GPS. Wow. No, no sleeping inside. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Actually. Chris Hopper was Man. on it. I think he had a lot of people were having to bail out because of issues. Yeah, that sounds like a ball. Uh-huh. So he's talking right. about um, uh, some mistakes that, that he wanted to talk about. So he was riding a GT550. He still owns it. Uh, it was 94. Was, this is not the Hoka Hay we're talking this, about. No, this, okay. is, uh, this is the past. Uh, so he was on I-95 uh, and rode down, was, was getting off an exit on I-95 and did something really dumb, he says. He said, as, as I was on the curved exit ramp, I did what I do in a car. I looked over my left shoulder to see if there were any cars coming. The road was clear. And I looked forward to see that the, that the bike was going straight. However, the road was going to the right. I rode over the grass between the ramp and onto the road I was merging onto. Fortunately, there was one, uh, no curb on the exit ramp uh, or a curb on the road he was entering into and no cars coming. That's how he learned that a bike will go where you look. Yeah. Good. That's yep. good. Good lesson. Um, the other one and, is talking- and let me say, I also want to say those on and off ramps in Pennsylvania can be really tight. Yeah. Yep. Especially when there's water on them. Water. Yeah, that's right. That's for Aaron. Um, <laughs> Gotta watch out for the water. And then the next thing he wanted to talk about was a was a wrenching mistake. So he um, he was having some electrical issues uh, with uh, with one of his bikes, um, and he said on uh, which was breaking down. So on the on the ride home, I took off the primary cover and found the issue. In in the mic, please. In the mic. I had to purchase a new thirteenth uh, uh, one and three sixteenths inch socket and pull yeah. the rotor off the stator. Yeah. Uh, the plastic hanger that's pushed into the drive and the socket had fallen into the primary and because it was black I did not see it. Hey Bagel, um in, in British yeah. terms, what is a stator? Uh that's the generator, I guess, or alternator. <laughs> You were supposed to say stator. Go ahead. So it must have floated around the primary stator. until it got stuck in the rotor and broke off a uh, broke off a metal plate that keeps the stator wires from coming in stator. contact with the with the rotor. Stator. I'm saying it in uh, in Philadelphia because <laughs> <laughs> okay. it's close to Jersey. Okay. The plate eventually got stuck in one of the magnets in the rotor. This is where I found it cut oh. off uh, the three wires of the of the stator. There you go, resulting in it no longer functioning. Lots of judgment issues here, like returning. Uh, home when problems were started occurring. However, the big mistake was not being careful and paying attention to ensure that there's no foreign object that finds your way into a motorcycle when doing maintenance. Yes. Yeah. Lastly, yep. he wants to comment on something he heard in episode 479. Liza asked the room if anyone had felt uh, that they should not ride for some reason. During my mm-hmm. Hoka Hay ride, I pulled the plug and pulled out of the ride on day eight when I was 400 miles from the third checkpoint and maybe had 2,600 miles to the finish. Actually felt good, and I had plenty of sleep the prior two nights, so I was well rested. My reason for pulling out was a combination 
of things. First, I had been dealing with some personal issues because my father was placed in a memory care facility six months mm-hmm. prior to ride. Then I got word from a friend of mine had been seriously injured in the ride. I found myself not focused on doing the riding, and I knew I had some nasty, twisty roads coming up. I decided that riding roads such as that in the dark was not something I wanted to do with my head was not where it needs to be. Good good call, man. Yeah. Good mm-hmm. call, Chris. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, yeah, so keep in mind that uh, this is a ride that he spent a lot of money on, and I would like to be able to participate in 2024 when it's next held. It was such a big deal for significant ramifications. The last thing I want to share was listen to yourself, and if you feel like you shouldn't ride, don't. Or in cases such as Emma's mistake, make the appropriate changes to your riding route, et cetera. Yeah. That's all for now, Ms. Fitz. Good call, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I have uh, breaking news. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, the eagle has landed. Emma is home. Emma and Henry hey, have landed. Right. Right on. And uh, I'm, I, yeah, I was trying to show big. Hello, there Emma. We go. Uh, they, oh, yeah, the camera's not focusing. Mm-hmm. They, uh, yeah, they've landed. And Henry sent me a picture of the two of them with their helmets on on the airplane. That's awesome. Because nice. That's the happy best to have way them to back. Safety um, first. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey guys, thanks for getting through another episode. I'm going to be honest. Yes. VMD did wipe me out. John, just so you know, I do get tired. Oh, yeah. I I have that. I, I find it hard to believe. No, no, no. Um, Monday made it home with Moyne, and we got home late at night. Tuesday, I went to work. I had to suck it up, and I was really tired. And then Wednesday, I took a, 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 a sick day because I was like, my body was like, nope. That's a long way. I stayed home and just <laughs> napped most of the day. You know, when you're so exhausted, your yeah. body's like saying, nope, 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 nope. And then there was another day, uh, Friday at work, I um, took a nap in the car for an hour in a parking lot. I can't believe you even did that. I I just couldn't. Like yeah. my body was still just, everything felt heavy and I hadn't recovered. I hardly slept the whole time. Yeah, it's like four days of mm. Two hours of sleep a night. Which I'm okay. And yeah. I ate like a raccoon. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> I mean, and and grinned from ear to ear the whole uh, time. So a, it was worth it. But uh, I'm still a little bit tired. But yeah, I hey, bet. I got through. I'm still hoping for a West Coast finish motorcycle days. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. We're a no, 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 little no, too no. litigious out here. Um, You have a trip you want to share with people? Yeah. So we're, um, if anybody wants to go, there's still some spots available. We're going up to the Mendocino National Forest. You have on, to bury your poop. You have to bury your poop. So be ready for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, so this is not on the coast. This is inland. It's by, if you know California, it's by Clear Lake. Uh, so it's the uh, August uh, 11th through 14th. Um, and we'll rendezvous somewhere up, uh, north of the Golden Gate Bridge and go up together. Uh, I think we'll currently we're going to all be on bikes and uh, in uh, riding up together, not trailering. And uh, yeah, I'd love to have you come and join. So if you go to um, bigthumpers.com, uh, you can get some information there and uh, and we can go, uh, yeah, come along with us. And then we've got us, I'm working on. Wait, 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 wait. What? Okay. What kind of bikes will be appropriate for this? Yeah, yeah, so this on road, off road. This will be off road, uh, mostly fire trails, some Jeep trails. Uh, most of us will be on. I'll be on the KLR. Jim's going to be on his Africa Twin. Uh, we'll have a GSs. But if you wanted to bring like a DRZ, something something that could keep up with their other bikes, and uh, well, it and, has and to, be it plated needs to be plated because we're going to be on uh, public roads. And you got to be carrying your stuff. No, we'll set up a base camp. Okay, uh, and then as long as we get the base camp, then you can uh, then we'll, we'll offload the bikes and and rip around. So enduro adventure bikes. Yeah, yeah. 
Can they have more than one cylinder? Uh, yeah. Yeah. GSS have two. Thump, thump. Thump, you can thump. go thump thump or thump 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 thump, thump, thump. <laughs> take your pick and, okay, and then, and then we're planning so get this on your radar now so we're planning a misfits rally in the week before thanksgiving in hmm. uh based hopefully at a hollister uh off-road park in um down in near yeah. Gil- gilroy and hollister so uh, we're looking at like three or four days of camping and riding riding in the park riding out of the park and having just a great time kind of an end of year pre-holidays uh, misfits extravaganza. And it also sort of is a, is a further ramp up to our 500 episode, which you're all looking forward to too. Oh yeah. I need to talk to you about that. Um, yeah. I have, guess what? I have another trip coming up. You're going to <clears throat> South Dakota. I'm going to South Dakota. Hey John, can you, oh, I think Emma will be here. What's the date? Uh, the 21st. Yeah. I think I'll be here. Of August? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'll be here. I'm going to South Dakota. I get to go ride my KLR. Yeah, we'll be here. We got you. Thank you. But I am going to be back in time for the podcast. I'm flying home unbearably early so that I can be home for podcast. Because I want to do that to y'all. You're having quite the year. Cool. And then I got a couple more weeks before. For Chickistan. 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 Oh, yeah. Chicka, chicka, chicka. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um, and I would like to say for the record, I have yet to get COVID. I am so mm-hmm. proud of that. Um, flying is dangerous. Everyone who goes on trips have been getting COVID. I got the flu. Yeah, mask. You the got hell a non COVID COVID. Like, yeah, I don't know what. But uh, but you know what? Interestingly enough, um, I did get sick, and mm-hmm. last Sunday, the last day at Vintage Days, I had a sore throat. I felt achy and tired and i went oh this might have got it this is it mm. i brought a pack of tests with me yeah you tested negative huh? tested negative and then i tested again on tuesday still negative i just discovered that um vmd has the same symptoms as covid yeah that's true <laughs> i actually i think i had it in pakistan because I was there was a twenty four hour period where I got really sick. Aaron would know this because he nursed me back mm-hmm. to health. Um, but uh, I was, and then after twenty four hours, I was fine and riding again. So I I suspect because there was a couple guys on our trip that had COVID. Mm, no, here's the thing: a lot of people get walloped to that. It's from being twelve hours off, and your body shuts down and says, "Uh uh-uh. uh." Yeah, this was if like you, a week and a half into the trip, though. Yeah, but there's a point where you've been running on adrenaline too much, and your body is like, "We need to reset." And that's happened to me where okay. I like went to bed at like 3 p.m. one day and I was like, I, I, my body's just shutting down. I had fever and I had to have four blankets on. Maybe. And, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. But, um, hey, thank you, John and Bagel, for sticking with me. Um, yep. We're going to have the crew back next week and we're going to hear the tales from the Dolomites. Yeah. All uh, right. I'm looking forward to it. All I know so awesome. far is that it was a great trip that. Cat McLeod runs a great tour, does a good job, yeah. and no that there were no accidents. Can't right. say that about my trip. <laughs> no. So basically <laughs> the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I think on that note, um, this is where I say thank you to all of our uh, listeners, our Patreon subscribers. Love you all. Uh, we have t-shirts for sale. If you need a t-shirt, motorcyclesandmisfits.com. You can go to the shop. Yeah. They look really good. Bagel's wearing one of the older ones. 
It's the perfect gift for your child that's going away for college. Have evil, can evil on it and look really cool, and they get a lot of attention. Um, and let's see. I think that's it. Motorcycles and misfits. Um, John, I need to make sure we have the links to your rides up on our yeah, I'll send them to our calendar. Yep. And I think that's it. So on that note, thanks everyone. Let's get out of here. This is Liza. Stumpy John. Bagel. And we are out of here. Cool, cool. Smoke weed every day. <laughs>